Good evening. So, questions? Um, when I was reading in, uh, one, in the biography of uh, Mahaprabhu by Dr. Kapoor, and uh, he made a distinction between um, the Goswamis of Vrindavan, and he said that their primary goal is Radha's praying, uh, Radha's love for Krishna within Mahaprabhu. He made and he distinguished Krishna Kaviraj Goswami from that by saying that his primary goal is Chaitanya himself. Is what? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. Hmm. And so I never heard that before. I was wondering if you can say something about that. I think that you might have misread that. Maybe. Um, because Krishna Das Kavira is very faithful to the Goswamis, and as I mentioned this morning, he was commissioned in Vrindavan to give kind of the final, if you will, theological understanding of the significance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which means that various ideas about him were uh, spawned and, and um, shared about and, and so forth. Um, which is fine to a point, like a valuable jewel. You can look and you will see different facets of it every time you look, perhaps. so. And there are different types of devotees with different sentiments, different bhava and so forth, so they will um, see him in, in with nuance, hmm? And uh, but uh, Krishnadas's specialty, in a sense, was that he took the conception of the Goswamis of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and they were they were trained by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as well, personally, um, and kind of distilled that and put it into Bengali, all their books having been written in Sanskrit. Stolen Bengali with about 10% Sanskrit that constitutes the citation of different texts like the Bhagavad and so forth to support his his theological points that he makes. But basically it was a giving back to the people, especially of Bengal, the Chaitanya Rupa Goswami's vision of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. You find in Chaitanya Charitamrita the Leelas described by Krishna Das that um, underscore this, uh, for example, the, the Rathayatra Leela, where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was uh, singing in the Rathayatra a, a secular song, secular love song, hmm? in madness. This is, a, of course, a huge spiritual affair and whatnot. Jagannath has uh, Jagannath, that means the Lord of the universe, of the world comes out of the temple into the streets once a year and is taken on a chariot procession. And it me, in, because he's Jagannath, there are many different religious conceptions that surround him and the temple. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu brought a very compelling religious conception of Jagannath, um, which involved the idea that Jagannath is Krishna in Dwaraka, 
pining for Vrindavan and Radha's love and so forth, where he's got those big eyes with no eyelashes and he's looking everywhere for that. It's a particular transformation of ecstasy that he constitutes. It's like a train wreck between the Vrindavan conception of Krishna and the Dwarka conception of Krishna. It's a collision between the two. In Dwarka, Krishna is seen as God, four-armed and so forth, amongst the Yadus. And they're thinking, wow, he took birth in our family and he's who he is and, and he's our prince at the same time. We're lucky. Uh, Uddhava, his advisor there, hmm, says at one point that Krishna asked him for advice. This, this is amazing. You know everything. Hmm? You're omnipotent, omnipotent, and still you ask me for advice. Hmm? How fortunate I am to be in such a intimate relationship with you. Now you go to the Vrindavan side, and of course they don't think that Krishna is omnipotent by any means. Um, and they're giving all kinds of advice, all kinds, everybody's giving him. His mother's giving him advice, what he shouldn't do. and His friends are giving him advice, what he should and shouldn't do. And Radha's telling him off and, and so <laughs> forth. Uh, he's also om, omniscient there, but his omniscience is, is suppressed by the power of their prem. <clears throat> Which means that the measure of the prem in Dwarka is, is not the same, it's... It's not pure madurdya to bring out the sweetness. It's mixed with Aishvarya, so there's some sense of that Krishna's the Godhead and so forth. So, <clears throat> different devotees and different than, as Krishna says in 411, as they approach me, I reciprocate accordingly. So, so then, uh, at the same time, Krishna is in Dwarka, we find that sometimes he's pining in his sleep, calling out the name of Radha, Subal, his friends, and so forth. So the queens there, who he's married, they know we haven't really got them here completely. They don't entirely understand the Vrindavan conception, but they know it has a hold on him hmm, more than their their prem does. Hmm. So... Um, um, they're cautious about that because if he gets too um, worked up about that, then he'll leave Dwarka. So they try to protect him so they're themselves, so to speak, in terms of having his association from those those thoughts. Um, once it's said that um, in the other room, Rohini, who is, we talked about her this morning, Baladev's mother, she's from, she's a, she, she's from Mathura, but she lived in, in the brudge with, with Krishna and Balaram as one of their mothers. When Krishna went back to Mathura, because she's the wife of Vasudev, Vasudev had two wives, one is Devaki, one is Rohini. And Devaki's like of Chatriya, lineage and uh, Rohini of a cowherd type of lineage. So at any rate, so she was sent to 
Vrindavan to be safe from Kamsa while Vasudeva and Devaki were locked in the prison and so forth. When it was over and Krishna came to Vrindavan and killed Kamsa, then she, she went with, back with her husband and with Krishna to Dwarka where he built the city and so forth. So she has a good experience of both and she's in Dwarka. So um, the queens in private were asking her about Krishna in Dwarka and his, or in Vrindavan and his life there and so forth. And she started to get worked up and talk about Vrindavan, the Brajabhasis, all the inhabitants there, the nature of their affection for Krishna and so on. And Krishna and, and, and Balram happened to be in the next room. They overheard this conversation and overhearing this conversation about the the inhabitants of Vrindavan, they transformed into ecstasy. Their arms went into their bodies like this. Their eyes became wide. Their heads shrunk down into their neck. And so, if you see the deity of Jagannath, he's like that. He's kind of like, what kind of form is that? You know, this is this is a, a really a a a, a bhavadeha, a sattvika bhavadeha. <laughs> All the bodies are bhavadehas, meaning made made out of bhava. But this is a bhava. This is a body that we took a picture when this, all the sattvika bhavas. These means means involuntary forms of ecstasy, like hairs standing on end, uh, uh, changing colors, uh, tears, trembling, voice choking, and and other such things. Uh, all of which was exhibited by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm. So at any rate, this is this is then Krishna in Dwarka hearing about Vrindavan, it's like a crash between these two conceptions. Hmm. And so in the Yatra, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, so he brought this out, who is Jagannath, what is he about? Hmm. What, there was many, as I say, many religious conceptions surrounding the Jagannath temple. All kinds of religious people came there. Buddhists worshipped Jagannath, Ramanuja from the Sri Sampradaya, a reverential um, a sampradaya steeped in reverential love of God was prominent there at one time Shankar the Advaitins there's they're all over Jagannath Puri it's one of their main um, bases and they have four that's one of them in India so all kinds of people worshipping Jagannath with different religious conceptions to one extent or another, he's accepting them. When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and, and the Raj there, Prataparudra, the king, had bec- uh, was um, very affected by the young Chaitanya when he came there, just 24 years old, sannyasi. That's pretty young to be a sannyasi and uh, renunciate and uh, creating just like waves of interest and enthusiasm and wherever he went without even saying much came to Puri and saw Jagannath and fell into a trance so uh, at any rate the king became was very uh, moved by him and uh, um, embraced whatever it was that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was about in Puri and um And at one point, 
Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had come from Navadweep to Puri and he had been gone from his place of birth for some time. He came to Puri and then from then Puri he went to South India for two years. Then he came back to Puri. So news came that he had arrived in Puri and it rippled up to the Navadweep area to his homeland, so to speak. And so, so many devotees, hundreds of them came on a pilgrimage to Puri to really, at the time of the Rathiyatra, when Jagannath comes out into the street on his big chariots and so forth, they came really to see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And as they were coming, then the king went up on the roof of the temple, you could see from a distance, and he had seen so many pilgrims come to Jagannath Puri of all different persuasions. And seeing these Bengali followers of Chaitanya, seeing Advaita, and um, um, there was about maybe 200 followers or so, Shivananda Sain and others. And then he, he asked the kind of the, the pundit Sarvabhoma of the town, who had also been now converted by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who were these people coming? And they were, it was, it was obvious they were coming to see Chaitanya. They hadn't been regular visitors to Puri. And again, now he had seen all types of religious um, persuasions and expressions of religion. And seeing them, he said, this is different. I've never seen anything like this. They were singing and chanting and so forth. And he asked, what, what is this? And Sarvabhuma said, this is uh, Chaitanya Rishti. Hmm? And what is it? Uh, Prem Sankirtan. He said, this is the creation of Chaitanya. It's called Prem. Prem Sankirtan. Hmm? Such, as we sing in the morning, what do we sing? Uh, it's, uh, hmm. Kuranga says, that's what I said, what this, what frame, what, what dancing, what, Nadekiloar, it's never been seen before, this kind of thing. The celebration of what Chaitanya is about by those who know. So he had seen all uh, all types of religious conceptions. He'd never seen anything like this. And Sarvabhan said, "Yes, it's another world. It's another creation altogether. It's a whole. It's this. We call it. He calls it Prem Sankirtan. Goloker Prem Dan Harinam Sankirtan. From Goloka, the Dhan, the wealth of Goloka, is Prem. It's 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 Nam. It's Chintamani Dam." Chintamani prakarasadmasu kalpabriksha lakshavriteshu surabhir avipalayantam lakshmi sahasrasata sambrama sevimanam. All these things is described. Chintamani, it is the places, the, the, the dust is wish fulfilling jewels. The proverbial chintamani philosopher's stone, sometimes called you touch. It to iron, iron will turn into gold. It fulfills all desires, is the idea. Chintamani, Prakrasadmasu, Kalpa Riksha. 
the trees are all wish-fulfilling trees. From the tree you can get anything. Hmm? The cows, kam denu. Hmm? Denu means cow, kam means desire, desire cows. From their udder you can milk anything you want. Sounds good, huh? You could go there and get whatever you want. Lakshmi Sahastrasata. They are Govinda is surrounded by Lakshmis. In 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 Baikuntha, there's one Lakshmi. Narayan, his consort Lakshmi, his Shakti. There's one. Hmm? This is a very nice verse from Brahma. He says, Lakshmi Sahasrasata Sambrahma. Sevya Mano. He said, there are millions of Lakshmis there. Hmm? Millions of Lakshmis. Lakshmi Sahasra Sata Sambrahma Sevyamano. And the way they serve, hmm? it's different than Vaikuntha. Hmm? But it's, 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 it's more opulent. It's, it's more, it's more charming, but it's, 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 Lakshmi is just a, the, the implication is, Lakshmi is a partial manifestation of Radha's love for Krishna, as Narayan is a partial manifestation of Krishna, where where the Godhead is worshipped with awe and veneration and so forth. So this is a, and Lakshmi means the goddess of fortune. So if you if you need anything, she's got it. Is is the idea? So. Everyone, the idea is everyone wants Lakshmi, but she's chased to Narayan. Hmm? Everyone wants Lakshmi for their own purpose, but she's chased only to Narayan. So if you become chased to Narayan, then you have Lakshmi's association, then you have the real wealth. Hmm? So anyway, this land is described like this. Hmm? Sounds attractive, but the, the intelligent person will think, you know, the land is made out of such jewels and such trees and such cows and Lakshmi's and everything. So you can have whatever you want, but nobody wants anything. Hmm? I don't want anything. They have no desire. Hmm? So no desire is, is the beginning of wealth. Hmm? This is the beginning only of wealth. That means free from the karmic implication, the negative numbers, the debt that we incur by taking. So this is the ground of the place, if you will. No material desire, no attachment. And from there, it develops from negative numbers to zero and up to 108 positive numbers. So the wealth, the dhan, goloker premodhan, the wealth of the place is the prem is the love they have. And the implication is all things come to serve that. Hmm? Mukti is like a maidservant to this. Um, uh, Gyan, like a maidservant, would speak of uh, the realm of karma, material acquisition and so forth. So this is a real wealth. And that wealth of Golok, Golok, Golok. It means like cow people. It means it means cow planet people planet loka. Same idea. Place of place of cows and cows. That's I've many times said. What are they here? We have cows here. We know cows are givers. They only give. Hmm? In other words, what they take grass is so insignificant compared to what they give and what can be done with that. Hmm? 
how well one can be nourished, even it lends to, from the Vedic conception, religious life, we're making the sacrifice out of ghee and so on and so forth. So cows really domesticate humans. They civilize the humans. They take humans from hunting and gathering to agriculture and growing and using your head, you know, rather than just your brute strength. So they, they, they tend to take, take the, um, the brutishness out of us if we let them. Hmm? So generous, so kind. And so the implication is we should be such givers, but we may question who will take care of us then if we only give. And then the answer is Gopal, that is Krishna. Who is Gopal? Pal means protector. He takes care of those who give. Yoga Chemam, Bahamiaham, he says. I take care of them. My people, they're only giving. I take care of them. So, this is the wealth, Goloker Premadan, and it comes through Chaitanya, this idea, it's the song of Narutam Thakur, in the form of Sankirtan, Nam Sankirtan, Goloker Premadan, Hari Nam Sankirtan, Hari Nam, the name Hari, I already explained, uh, for those of you who are here, the past few days, different conceptions of the name of Hari, the general conception of Hari means well, it means harati, who takes away. So, time takes away everything. Hand of God. This is the low end idea. It shows how low we are. Because we're resisting the low end idea of hari. Who's, who's, who's telling us there's, you can't hang on to anything here? That, that we're resisting. And then we're talking about the high end. So, we have to become acquainted with the low end to really go to the high end of Hari. High end of Hari is it's a favorite name in, in, in Goloka, in Vrindavan. Hmm. They're the favorite name of Krishna, Hari. But they think means who stole our heart. And they, they, they exemplify that. Whose hearts have been completely stolen. Hmm. Taken away. They can't go anywhere else. They can't ever leave that place. Yadgatvanevartante tadhamaparamamama they can't leave. It's impossible. Hmm? Because you can't live without your heart. <laughs> and their heart has been taken there, stolen. Hmm? Hmm. So, that wealth, that is the real substantial wealth, then has been brought to the world by Chaitanya and through the, in the form of Namsan Kirtan. Krishna in Goloka in Vrindavan, he plays a flute, of course. He plays the flute, different notes for different devotees, and it makes them unconscious. It makes the water turn into land, land into water. Hmm? Cows start pouring milk out. Hmm? The gopis pass out and so forth. And then Ram with his buffalo horn wakes everybody up for seva. Hmm? Krishna charms them to death and Ram leads them into his uh, ananta, ananda, unlimited service. He demonstrates in every possible way how to serve. So, this Hari Nam, the name of Hari, with that conception of the name of Hari, that is brought to the world by Chaitanya, and that frame through the medium of 
Nam Sankirtan, Kirtan of the name hmm? uh, in, in mass kind of uh, collective prayer. Satyam Param Dhimahi. As Bhagavatam says in the beginning, it's Dhimahi. It says, we shall, let us meditate on the on Satyam Param. Not just Satyam, but Satyam Param. This is, anyway, means Radha and Krishna. But the Dhimahi is plural, so. Dhyam Sada Parivaktam Abhishtadoham. It, it implies a collective meditation. So how do you meditate in plural? That is kirtan. Hmm? This is recommended for this age. So, Harinam Sankirtan he brought, and in the context of giving this, he's giving this praying of Golok. Very special thing. Hmm? So, here in the midst of the Rathayatra ceremony, Chaitanya is chanting a secular love song. Hmm? Jagannath is being pulled through the streets on his chariot. Hmm? Chaitanya and his associates are there and they're bringing a new insight into the significance of Jagannath to the residents of Puri who've been living there for generations and generations and generations with different religious conceptions. And all of these conceptions are are looking shallow in comparison to what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is about. But it's not so easy to understand. So there he was in the midst of this procession and he started singing a love song, a secular love song from the Ras Shastra of like Kavi, uh, Kavi Prakash. Hmm? About, oh, a girl is uh, longing to be united with her, with her, her lover along the banks of the river under the Betasi tree. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a song about romantic, illicit love. And Mahaprabhu was singing this, and people going, "What is he doing? What, what kind of song is he singing?" Hmm? And um, Rupa Goswami then wrote his own verse in Sanskrit, explaining the meaning, what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was thinking and feeling hmm, at that time. And he took that verse and he pinned it on his place of domicile, you know, little straw hut there. When Chaitanya came there, he said, well, what is this? It's like, you know, announcing it. He said, you know, you are sh- sharing my heart with everybody. And how do you know it? He was astounded. How do you know what's on my heart? So I've said before that love likes to share itself. That's its first initial, um, the, the way it affects us celebrate that and I want to share it and so forth. But we quickly find out that everybody's not so interested so we have to kind of back up in public and then we develop our own secret language how to communicate in public. Mm-hmm. He looks at her and she goes like that and he's okay, I don't do that anymore <laughs> and so forth. It's a sign language and different names and so, so love conceals itself at the same time. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is concealing his love in a sense, but he has to express it at the same time. But Rupa Goswami could detect it, and he was speaking the language, so to speak. He could understand. And Chaitanya Dev was astounded how he knew my heart like this. Then he concluded, oh, I've confided in Swarup. Hmm? Swarup Damodar, he's been schooled by Swarup. He must know in that way, and and so forth. He slapped him, actually. Hmm. How he... 
how you can know this and how you're distributing this everywhere. And this is Rupa Goswami. He is taking the heart of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He made it one with his own and then broadcasting it everywhere. So this is our debt to him. So Chaitanya Charitamri to the point, this is, this is related in Chaitanya Charitamri. One of the stories that illustrates the point I'm making that Krishna's cover is a very chaste to the Goswami's conception of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? And, um, and that, that conception they broadcast everywhere and so forth. And, uh, they, they did, well, Krishnadas did in the Bengali language. And this became like the final work, so to speak, on a theology of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Amongst many different experiences of different devotees and conceptions, uh, Krishnadas was at the liberty to have all of those before him. And the, then the teachings, association of the Goswamis themselves who were schooled by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So this has become the orthodox, if you will, Gaudiya Vaishnavism. But, meanwhile, in Bengal, hmm, um, before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu met with the Goswamis, then he was, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was doing his Namkirtan, and all the local inhabitants in, in Nadia had relationship with him. Murari was there, the Hanuman of Chaitanya Leela, he saw him in a particular way. Srivast Thakur saw him, like, like Nard and like like Madhu Mangal, Krishna's friend in Vrindavan, they had different different conceptions of him. Hmm? And they lived in those conceptions. They did kirtan in the house of Shiva, Stakur, at night, with just intimate associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And they were all Krishna devotees, the Krishna bhaktas, devotees of Krishna. And they were intimidated by the atmosphere, uh, which was a kind of a scholastic and academic atmosphere that uh, wasn't uh, very interested in in uh, religious ideas and, and, and not Vaishnavism either. So they would gather together in the house of Srivas and do kirtan at night. And people would think, yeah, they're disturbing us with that kirtan, <laughs> even. So it wasn't just open for anyone to come in. And they were finding courage, getting courage from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to sing the name of Krishna and so forth. And then he had so much devotion to Krishna that sometimes they flashed and thought, maybe he is Krishna, this is incredible. And then they would think, well, if he was Krishna, he, would, he wouldn't be alone. He'd come with his associates, because Krishna is never alone, because there's no meaning to Krishna without love of Krishna. These two are one and different. Radha's love is Krishna. Krishna is the correspond. There's no meaning to teacher without student. Therefore, guru and disciple are one, one in one sense, in a dynamic sense. They make one another. Hmm? That's why the guru doesn't feel like a foreign element. It's our own heart coming before us, our own prospect. Hmm? Um, and if we don't feel like that, well, move on. You know, <laughs> find someone who does feel like that to you. This is the idea. Hmm? It's a loving kind of relationship. So um, they were wise. I mean, they were really devotees of Krishna. There's so many people that say our teacher is Krishna. You know, we don't. You know, obviously, we won't teach that here. And then. They never stop to think, well, where's Radha? Where's Subal? Where are the Krishnas? This is what makes Krishna, in other words. Hmm? You understand? If you're actually approaching Krishna, then you're going to approach all these things. Api, namasrestam, api, sachiputram, atrasvarupam, tasyagrajatam, urupurim, maturim, gostavatim, radha kundam tate, all these things. When we come in touch with all of these things, then we can say, we've understood what our Guru is teaching about, and we're coming in touch with Krishna. 
Therefore, you find in Bengali Vaishnavism and Gaudiya Vaishnavism, you hear these songs that, that it was like you were singing a song the other night. What was that? Uh, um, that um, Vrindavan Mahima of uh, Krishnadas, isn't it? What does he say? He says, um, how's it go? Jaya Radhe, Jaya Krishna, Jaya Radhe, Jaya Krishna, Jaya Vrindavan, Shri Govinda Gopinata Madana Mohan, Shama Kunda Radha Kunda Giri Govardhan. And he starts just talking everything about Vrindavan. He says, uh, Rohini, uh, Ram got Rohini Nandan, hmm? Balaram has mentioned, uh, Madhu Mangal, this friend, that friend, Radha, Gopis, all the places. So this is Krishna. This composite hmm? is what Krishna, Vrindavan, Aradhu Bhagavan Bhajeshatanayas Tadthama Vrindavanam. So that Vrindavan is non-different from Krishna. So you cannot have Krishna in the full sense. You can't just take Krishna as flute, you know, somewhere. <laughs> no, it, the, the real experience is all like when I was young and chanting, and I had one of my early kind of um, epiphanies. Then, then in chanting, I found myself in a pasture hmm, with so many cows, milk cows, hmm, and. Um, hmm, I had vision of Vrindavan, all these things. I didn't have the vision of Krishna, but all, but all surrounding elements that are part of the composite of Krishna. Hmm? So, uh, the actual experience of Krishna includes all these things. Therefore, Pujapachitamash gave a nice rendering of that verse. He said, that verse I quoted, Nama Shrestam. It's a, it's a, it's a pranam to my guru. Hmm? of Raghunath Das Goswami, he says, I offer my respect to my guru who has given Nam Shrestam. The name, the highest Shrestam means the best, the, 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 uh, the, the highest, best conception of the name. Because all kinds of people may chant the name of God. And we say, yes, Allah, Buddha, any name, chant. That's one, you know, depends who you're talking to. <laughs> yes, something's good. You know, Allah, the old, whatever it means, the Almighty, Jehovah, you know, Paramatma. You know, these names will put us to sleep and their names are God. Hmm? <laughs> because, because they speak about God in his sleep, really, if you think about it. Paramatma is mostly, well, he's in everybody's heart, they say, but it, it, Paramatma includes the Mahavishnu. Mostly he's sleeping. Hmm? Yeah, you know. <laughs> the world, and back inside of him, and so forth. Krishna, on the other hand, never asleep. He only pretends to go to sleep at night, and off he goes into the starlit, moonlit night for rendezvous with uh, with the Braj Sundaris, beautiful milk maidens of the Braj. It means that he's more awake. Means the measure, the nature of the devotion is different. It turns him on. It keeps him in motion. Krishna is dancing. Vishnu is sleeping, resting. He's the resting place of the world. And people need rest from this world. Mm-hmm. But they also need to dance. Mm-hmm. All right, they need a rest from this world. 
take a breath and then dance. This is the idea of the Prem of Mahaprabhu, the Prem of Vrindavan. Hmm? So, <laughs> so, uh, 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 so we approach, to approach Krishna, we come in touch with all of these things. That's why you'll find in these songs so many talks of other places, other people, other, that's all the entourage, the paraphernalia, these, Radha is Krishna, who is like sugar, sweet, but can't taste himself. So he manifests his shakti externally to taste himself. The two are one and different. And from her then, so many gopis are manifest. What are those babadehas, those bodies of bab? They're, they, they, they personify a particular service to Krishna. Hmm? She's the embodiment of all of them. And each of them are embodiment of some aspect, some nuance of love and so forth. And, and from Ram, Balram, so many, the mother, the father of Krishna, all these. These are all emotional, uh, like I say, moments hmm, in, the, in the life of the Absolute. So all of these things, this composite, this is Krishna. Krishna's not alone. So these devotees, they knew what they were talking about. They were real devotees of Krishna. In Navadvipa, Shiva, Stakur, Gadadhar, Murari, Mukunda, and so forth, huh? Narahari, and they would gather with Chaitanya in the house of Srivas and do kirtan at night. And they would, they would think, we're getting somewhere like, you know, because of Chaitanya, this, this, uh, the, the Dharma of the Yuga, kirtan, has life, he has such devotion to Krishna, and then they'd flash for a moment, maybe he is Krishna. No, he couldn't be Krishna. And, and if he was Krishna, they thought, then, where would his associates be? They'd have to be here too. Hmm? Krishna's not alone. And then they went on in the kirtan. And then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed them, I'm Krishna. And as far as my associates, you are my associates. Hmm? You are so-and-so. You are so-and-so. See me as I am. See yourself. This is another leela of ours hmm? that we are involved in. Hmm? And in this leela, all you siddhas will act as sadhakas. Hmm? like uh, practitioners, hmm? to teach the way, hmm? the practice, the way, Harinam Sankirtan, and what facilitates that, what, 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 uh, how a lifestyle that we can, con- by which we can t- conduct ourselves, that we can plumb the depths of the name and find in the name the root, the form, the guna, the quality, the lila of Bhagawan. Hmm? And so, he said, this is, this is, this is our Leela. Hmm? This is what we do. Hmm? So then they would see it, and then of course they would forget it, and that's part of the Leela, and so on. So, this is going on in Bengal. Hmm? Before the Goswamis, Rupsanath and so forth, met with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They were in Bengal too, but they weren't in, in Nadia. Hmm? And, um, and so all of these associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they spawned like different conceptions. They saw him as Krishna, as their friend, or Krishna as, uh, in, in this sentiment and that sentiment. And so there are a lot of different ideas about it. Now, in that, so on that side, there was also a strong emphasis on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as Krishna hmm, in Bengal. He may, I think, Dr. Kapoor there, 
his, his initiated name is Adi Keshavadas. That was his, his um, this many years ago wrote this, as he's passed on now, his doctorate thesis. It was actually used in a court case also at one point to um, prove the validity of the lineage and as a, in, uh, in India. At any rate, he was probably talking about Kavi Karnapur hmm? rather than Krishna's Kamiraj, and that may be your slight mistake. But, so Kavi Karnapur also wrote about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and, and uh, he, um, uh, that Bengal side like I said, the movement was started by Nityananda Prabhu. He said, Bajagoranga Gahagoranga Lahagoranga Yerunami. Mahaprabhu wanted to teach in a systematic way about what it was that he was about, but Nityananda couldn't wait for that. He taught, Baja Krishna, worship Krishna, Krishna, Laha Krishna means Laha means take, it means to chant, chant the name of Krishna, hmm? Baja Krishna, Kaha uh, uh, Krishna, Laha Krishna Nam. Hmm. Uh, uh, but Nityananda Prabhu said, ah, what's with this? Bhaja Gauranga, Kaha Gauranga, Laha Gauranga Nam, Ye Jana Gauranga Bhaja, Sayamar Pran. He said, whoever chants the name of Gauranga does the worship's Chaitanya, it means. Hmm. He said, you're Krishna. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm unveiling you here from your covering as a sadhaka. Hmm. Yeah, this is Ram, Balaram, he's seeing, this is you're my brother, this is your we're here again. This is another Leela. And I'm 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 exposing you. So he says, Whoever takes the name of Goranga, but who chants his name, who does his follows his teaching, worships Gor, he says, Ye Amar Ye Goranga uh, what is it? Uh, ye Jana Goranga Bhaj say Amar Pranri. Ye Jana Goranga Bhaja, whoever does that Say Amar Pran. This is Ram Balram saying, that person is my life. Hmm? You want to be his life, that's good. <laughs> if he feels, that, that guy, that gal, I, I give my life to her, then you've got everything. Hmm? You've got everything. So he began this Gaudiya Sampradaya prematurely, so to speak, out of ecstasy. He couldn't wait for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to teach it to the Goswamis. And so this whole thing, the madness of Nityananda Prabhu was started, Gaudiya Vaishnavism, this lineage. And so in Bengal, all some different conceptions. Kavi Karnapur is kind of a nuanced view, perhaps, that's where they gave more, you see the Goswamis gave more emphasis to the bhava of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And in Bengal, they gave more emphasis to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu being Krishna. One thing is he's Krishna, the other thing is he's in the bhava of Radha. Hmm? So he's Krishna, we say, in his sadhaka day, in his practitioner's body, trying to attain Radha's love, which, he, which was the limitations of the Vrindavan Leela. It didn't afford him that opportunity. Hmm? And seeing her love, him conceiving of himself as Rasaraj, the king of love, he had as I say, an existential crisis. I'm the king of love, but the love that she has, I have no experience of. Am I the king of love? That would mean I, I have uh, all, all love is under my you know, control. This is beyond, I've never seen anything like this. 
So he's having some doubt about himself. And this is the birth, the esoteric birth then of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, where he, he takes a body hmm, suitable for, for cultivating that frame and a method. He teaches that through Namsan Kirtan. So at any rate, because this is a more nuanced understanding of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm. They may see him in Bengal as the Yuga avatar. This is an aspect of him. He's descended in Kali Yuga to distribute the name. Hmm. or emphasized this in his Chaitanya Bhagwat. Hmm. This side of him. Hmm. Pick up the downtrodden people, deliver them, and so forth. Whereas Krishnadas emphasized the esoteric internal, I mean, that's esoteric enough, but that's considered the exoteric side of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It goes so far as the exoteric side is to distribute the Nam Dharma for the age, deliver the people, and give them Rag Bhakti. That's the external side. The internal side is that uh, he's trying to get something himself in the context of Rag Bhakti. He's trying to taste Radha's Prem. So this is like what he's trying to get, her to steal, to get somehow or other, her, her preem is really the cause of the wide distribution, opening the, 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 the gates to the inner circle in the house of Srivas, which is non-different from the whole Vrindavan conception. Hmm? So, uh, so there are some different ideas like this from the bang, this is the basic kind of different emphasis. Hmm. Both good. Hmm. But the Goswamis came to be the kind of like the final word and like this, both sides are there, but that inner side is emphasized. Krishna's uh, necessity, hmm. Krishna's existential crisis, uh, the, 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 the supremacy of praying. Everybody, all religions teach that God is the most worshipable object and we are teaching what is the worshipable object of of God. So it's a very uh, novel concept. Both Both the Godhead and the Jivas are drawn together to under the banner of Prem. So Prem is is really presiding. Therefore, the saying in Vrindavan, Jai Radhe, Jai Radhe. Nobody says Jai Krishna. They say Jai Radhe, Jai Radhe. Hmm. It's, it's, she is Vrindavan Ishwari, so she is the, the ruler of Vrindavan. Hmm. Hmm. Again, Krishna means the Prem of Radha. They, they correspond. So, so we're, we don't want Krishna, we want the love of Krishna. But you get Krishna in love of Krishna. Hmm. Does that help? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a very nice idea. Hmm. Another question? Um, you said how in Matura, um, the residents there, they know that you know Krishna's heart is really captured in Braj. And I was wondering, is that common in the entire spiritual world? For instance, in like Vaikuntha, they think like it's this place where Narayan sneaks away to and does this like acts in these amazing ways, or is it a secret even in um, the spiritual world mostly? He's asking that 
in Dwaraka, the inhabitants of Dwaraka, the devotees there, they 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 know they have some inkling into Krishna's life in the Braj and the nature of the devotion there and how captivated by that he is and that they've got him kind of on borrowed time or they've got him like partially. Hmm? They're satisfied with that part, fully. Hmm? They're fully satisfied with that part, but they're afraid that the other part of him is going to take take him away from them. Of course, he never goes away from them. He's always with that, as he is with everybody and all the uh, bonds of love that are formed between um, uh, devotee and, and Bhagavan Sri Krishna. And so, but at any rate, this is Krishna. Hmm? Krishna presides in Golok. Golok has three basic realms. There are other nuanced realms there within there as well of spiritual experience. But the basic is Vrindavan, Mathura, Dwaraka. Dwaraka is perfect. It's described in the literature. Rupa Goswami, Ujbal Nilmani. Vrindavan is perfect. Or excuse me, Dwaraka is perfect. Mathura is more perfect. And Vrindavan is most perfect. Hmm? So Krishna is most perfectly um, manifest there. But it's all Krishna. And this is Golok. And Golok is is called Mahavaikuntha. So it's, Vaikuntha means, Vaikuntha, Kuntha means like anxiety. So Vaikuntha, without any anxiety. So Goloka is the Mahavaikuntha. And there Krishna presides, whereas in Vaikuntha, Narayan presides, and he shows different faces. As, as, as in terms of different avatars, and there are different devotees of those different avatars of Narayan. Hmm? They are all considered different faces of of the uh, of Narayan. Hmm? And sometimes that, there's the face of Gopal Krishna is also shown there. Hmm? So they see Krishna's like cowherding leelas sometimes manifest by Narayan. Hmm? But this is like a shadow, really, of the whole of, of the Golok Leela in Vrindavan. Hmm? They see, from that perspective, Krishna as an avatar of Narayan, but the, the whole of the Golok and all of its implications, they're unaware of that. In Dwarka, however, this is Mahabhaikuntha, Golok, part of Golok, so, and they're worshipping Krishna. And they're worshipping Krishna as the source of Narayan. That's their perspective in Dwarka in Mathura and so forth. Hmm? So they, there's some continuity, obviously, between Krishna and Vrindavan, Krishna and Mathura, Krishna and Dwaraka. Hmm? So there's understanding on the part of the inhabitants of Dwaraka, something about his love in Vrindavan. There are bridges, like Rohini, the mother of Ram, is a bridge between the two, for example. Balaram is a bridge between the two because he goes with Krishna. Hmm? He returns to Vrindavan. Uddhava is a, is a bridge. Uddhava was sent to Vrindavan, Krishna's advisor in Dwarka, to experience the Vrindavan, ostensibly to take a message there, but to, really to experience the nature of their love so that his education would be complete. He was Krishna's advisor. <laughs> so he gave him a kind of a PhD in bhakti to send him to Vrindavan. <laughs> and there he said, uh, Shruti Bhimbrigyang. He said, what's going on here? 
It's beyond the Vedas. I know the Vedas, and this isn't there. This is beyond the Vedas. He went and wandered for a couple of months singing songs like that. So, so it was a real education for him. His head was sent spinning. So, but in Vaikuntha, no, they don't know about this. That would disturb their bhava. So there's a necessary kind of ignorance so that the bhava will, the, the, the sentiment will be able to flourish. So they're unaware of that. They have a kind of a vitiated idea of it from our, our perspective. Therefore, in Brihad Bhagavatamrita, when Gopu Kumar went to Vaikuntha, his story of a, of a sadhaka going through all these different planes of experience, chanting his mantra and going to the next plane and learning all about how they, they, they experience God there and being very absorbed and fully satisfied. And then it's not, he, he starts to become unsettled and he, because his destiny is, is, is different. The name on his, as I said, spiritual atom of his self, his atmas, is different. He's, he's he had a, a destiny in Sakyarasa and Goloka. So he gets all the way to Vaikuntha and he thinks, wow, this is it. There's nothing better than this. And then he sees Narayan and he says, Gopal, that, that's my... And they say, what you, you can't talk to him like that here. Stop that. That's Narayan. And Narayan says, no, that's right. Bring him over here, you know. And he shows affection to him and then he says, you know, talk to Narada. Yeah. So Narada, as he talks to Narada, he gets some counsel. He says, you can't do that here, you see. That disturbs the bhava here. This is Narayan's place. He's the be-all and end-all. There's no, you know, you can't, and you don't associate it with him like that on intimate terms. I was once in South India, and a nice gentleman and a devotee of Narayan from the Ramanuja Sampradaya was um, hosting us, myself and some other sannyasis, in a Sanskrit school there. And we were taking lunch and engaged in Krishna Kata. And he was serving... And he was very jolly and so forth. So one of my gabbardas said to him, Sir, you know, uh, you're, uh, uh, we, I noticed that whenever we talk about Krishna Leela, you become very jolly. He said, oh yes, yes, certainly. And, uh, and then he said, my gabbardas said, but when we talk about Narayan, he said, that is another thing. <laughs> he became like, I was like, wow, that's great. <laughs> It's, that has another thing. I went immediately into a mudra, you know, for, that is another thing. So, <laughs> I appreciated his, his bhava. <laughs> so they, they have some idea about Krishna. And Narayan shows that side sometimes, you know, he may, but, but he is the Godhead himself. That is, that is the main thing. So our perspectives is a little, little different. So that Nard said, "We that's not known here. That's that doesn't. You don't talk about that here. That will disturb the sentiment. So there's a kind of ignorance that's required even in Vaikuntha, in order to facilitate the bhava. That kind of ignorance, you know, we want. Uh, just like there's an ignorance in in Vrindavan that makes people think Krishna's just my friend." Hmm. And he thinks that as well, forgets his, his godhood and so forth. So, yeah, it's un, unknown in Vaikuntha. Hmm? So, that's Sampradaya. They will argue with us all forever 
just Krishna is this, Narayana is the source of Krishna. No, we say Krishna is the source of Narayana. After a while, you think, if you meet a really nice Ramanuja, you think, I don't want to disturb his bhava. <laughs> this is, let him be, let it be. Narayana is the supreme. Go for it. <laughs> you know, I wish I could feel as much at, with the intensity about Krishna as you do about Narayana. Then I'll be, so you, you might, you might meet such people. Hmm? It's possible. Does that help? You understand? Yes. Ramaraj, I've recently been to a Balaji temple that opened in Portland. Mm-hmm. And um, there I noticed they have big Lakshmi and Narayan on the altar, but they also have so many other demigods. And I was wondering, because they were trying to explain to me Balaji, and I think they were trying to say Balaji is an incarnation of Krishna. Is that correct? And is there aim by Kunta? Yeah, definitely. And I was wondering what kind of um, sampradaya are they? Are they Vaishnavas also? Or? Yeah, it's a, probably a Sri sampradaya. I think they they um, um, maintain the Venkateshwar Balaji Temple. It's a famous Tirupati, the famous temple up on the hill. Venkateshwar Balaji. I never went there, hmm. but it's very famous. And they have over the years now over couple of decades, sent Brahmin priests and um, and facilitated uh, some form of puja and so forth on the part of Hindu communities who gathered together and built a temple and then they would send the priest, something like that. It... it, it um, but how well uh, versed they are in Sri Vaishnavism, how much they advocate that in per, se, per se, it's a, that's, I'm not um, sure about that. So they may have a very general kind of Hindu con- conception that uh, that uh, is not uh, perhaps as refined as it might be on the part of an acharya of the Ramanuja Sampradaya. So there's a lot of... Ramanuja Sampradaya is a very big Sampradaya or lineage in India. But on, they have that tilak where they have two white and a red in the middle. There's all kinds of people that wear it that don't know anything about Ramanuja's teaching and so forth. So that's another thing. But So um, but it, it's basically yeah, Vaikuntha, all in reverence. And they have the big temple. We have like these simple temples. You know, they're they're less ostentatious. It corresponds with the sentiment. Even in Vrindavan, have you ever seen? Have you been to Vrindavan? And they have a um, Rameshwar temple. Rameshwar is it the Rameshwar? Sri Rangam temple in Vrindavan. Sri Sampradaya. It's totally different. Than the Vrindavan temples, it's totally different. The way it's built, everything about it, it's a, it's an interesting place. They've got really nice cows inside there, really, really nice cows. They're right out of Vaikuntha. I can tell you that. I visited their cows there, and they really have, they really take nice care of them. It's, but it's you know, again, it's a whole world. Go in there, it's a whole world, on a small scale comparatively to what you can find in South India. 
but the big Gopurams, and you feel like you're going into a city, you know, the city of God, something like that. The Vrindavan temples are very, very different. And you can't get up close to the deity there. You know, you'd need binoculars or something. <laughs> but <laughs> it's true. But Radha Damodari, you go right there, right there, right there. Yeah. Radha Maran Mohan and so forth. Radha Gokulananda. And there the devotee is chanting Namsan Kirtan, hmm? jumping, dancing. Haribo! You don't find that in the Sri Rangam temple there. So, another question? Yes. When uh, Krishna came to Lord Chaitanya, um, did he appear with all of his associates from all these different Krishna Leelas, or just like Vrindavan Leela? I mean, you mentioned that Kamsa like, appeared, and I'm like, kind of, kind of in Vrindavan Leela, but not really, kind of on the outside. The, you see, the associates of Krishna and Krishna Leela are the associates of Ram and his Leela with Sita, hmm? or with other avatars as well. Hmm? They go in other forms. They're parshadas. They're, they're part of his surup shakti. So wherever he goes, they go. From all these different leelas. Yeah. Yeah. I was also curious about um, like the bhavas that they feel in like Gora Leela. Are they the same as? So Prahlad is there. Mm-hmm. Hanuman is there, mm-hmm. for example. And are they all experiencing the, the exact same bhavas that they've experienced in Krishna Leela? Yeah, they are. Or. You mean in Ramlila? Or, yeah, Ramlila. Um, yeah. They yeah. The same throughout them all? Uh, it, they are, and they're also experiencing a certain Baba with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Dasya Bhakti. Hmm? Mm-hmm. So they have their place in Abhadweep also. Yeah, I was also curious, um, lastly, it's like, as far as like finding like inspiration in like Lord Chaitanya's associates and like their like praying and their like devotion, I mean, since they're eternal associates, it seems like they have a level of devotion that if you reach that, you would just, you'd be engulfed by them, I would think. And so it seems like it's almost, it's like uh, otherworldly. It's kind of like beyond like this plane. It's like, I'm curious if anyone on this plane could like reach that level. And it seems like, because like, it seems like that person that was on that level would already be with Krishna. So it seems this like body cannot contain the frame. Mm. That's part of the teaching. So you develop bhava, and it, that is churned. Mm-hmm. When it turns into prem, then it cannot contain that. And the braj prem requires development, further development from prem also. The stai, like if you have a stai bhava of, of um, shingarasa for gopi bhava, mm-hmm. mm, Sai is the basis of rasa. So bhav comes in a general way mm-hmm. at first. Mm-hmm. And there's a general understanding of the stai. Gradually the stai, the dominant emotion, which is, which is like the ocean that, uh, that, that, pr- that produces the water, mm-hmm. that comes in the clouds, that then again pours down on it in forms of all these other bhavas, anubhav, satvika bhava, and so forth. All these together make up the experience of rasa. Prem, rasa. So, the bhava is this churning of this bhava and the cultivating of this stai, which is an identity. Mm-hmm. And the devotee internally moves into the identity and comes out and moves in and out. And then when that is perfected, that's called swarup siddhi. Mm-hmm. 
And so he's attained prem, but there's a development of this dominant emotion in Vrindavan from Snehaman, Pranay, Raghunarag, Bhav, Mahabhav. These are all the developmental stages of the stai that correspond with different sentiments and Dasiras and Sakiras and Matsaliras and so forth. And so in order for that to be developed, they have to take birth in Krishna Leela hmm? in, in association of the those devotees, the, the, the Nityaparikars, eternal associates of Yantaraja of Krishna. And then, and we, so we find that in the Bhagavatam, in the Rasalila, we find some gopis have, it's a meeting place between, for sadhaka. That's why Krishna ultimately comes to the world for the sadhakas who have, whose sadhana has reached a pitch. They're bhava bhaktas. They can't live without him and, and he can't live without them. Their sadhana, their, their practice has reached such a pitch that he manifests in the world and then they take birth. Anyway, and there's the meeting and the prakla manifest lila and then they develop that stai, and then the manifest lila becomes unmanifest, and they enter there. So this body uh, cannot contain the prem. Hmm? Even we find Mahaprabhu was trying to taste Radha prem, and he had so many contortions of his body. Right? This is easy. Yeah. So, um, something like that. So how can they contain it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Who? I mean, how can they contain it? You're asking me. It's 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 some kind of containment by by Yoga Maya. So the idea is that one of the eternal associates of Krishna, the representing a particular bhava, then we'll follow in the footsteps of that. This is Rag Bhakti to cultivate that as it comes generally through Guru Parampara. Another question? Yes. I have a colitis, which is an inflammatory bowel disorder, and it requires me to rely on animal products, namely the bone broth with the healing properties. And um, so my question is, how does a person as myself pursue the path of becoming a devotee when a health condition prevents one from adhering to the principle of not um, The way you talk about it, I don't think you're eating a McDonald's or anything. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we're against, really, is this kind of a, you know, excess and abuse and so forth. Um, and... Um, Above and beyond that, health medicine is one thing, food is another. So something that may not be suitable as a food may be suitable as a medicine for certain conditions. It may be necessary. Hmm? And so um, you may have to take something like that if you can't find a substitute in some form hmm, that doesn't involve you in the whole affair of cruelty and so forth. Hmm? I don't know exactly what you need to take, but some bone meal or something? Or broth or kind of like chicken soup. Yeah. Yeah, so um, medicine is, is, if there's no substitute, then you may have to take something like that. It's not, um, 
Bhakti is, is uh, more powerful than anything that, any contaminating influence. And um, there are examples of great devotees in awkward situations, for life-preserving situations even, having to eat meat and so forth. There are instances like that. <clears throat> the principle is, behind not eating meat, is to be merciful, which means that animals, we are like the caretakers, they're dependent upon us, domestic animals in particular, which is the ones that are the ones that people eat, and so they should be taken care of, not mistreated and so forth, which is what largely goes on today. So to avoid that is the, is the real principle. Now, um, in the Gita, it is also mentioned, Krishna says, whatever you do, whatever you eat, whatever you offer and give away, do it as an um, offering unto me. So he's saying there, whatever you eat, offer it to me. I may not eat it, but that would be good for you. Hmm. And then there are things that Krishna eats, he says. Really, he eats the bhakti, but basically there's a vegetarian diet that you know we... we we offer so. So, if you really get involved, we could talk about it more. But that's my basic answer. What's the time? Eight. What time do we start? Six thirty. Okay, so we'll stop there. Sisi Gaurantananda ki jai, Dhammastami Mahamotsubha ki jai, Gaurbhakta Vrindaki jai, Gaurpre Manande.